I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The inauguration of Joe Biden. Special coverage on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you on Inauguration Day here in the United States of America. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And especially on a day like today, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And, of course, it is Inauguration Day in the United States of America. It is a great day. And despite uh, where you voted or who you voted for, uh, it's a good day for democracy. And it's a great day for our constitutional republic because the republic rolls on. And it rolls on, we must always remember, because of we the people. So over the course of uh, our hour today on Inside Sources, uh, love to get your thoughts, uh, your reflections, your insight and inspiration as you watch the proceedings today. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Always love to hear what's on your mind, what's elevating your thoughts today. Uh, In fact, I want to start today as we kind of uh, capture what this day is about and where it's going. I got an email early this morning uh, from one of our listeners uh, who uh, sent me just a, a wonderful quote from Daniel Webster uh, that I had never heard. I've, I've read a lot of Daniel Webster quotes over the years, uh, but I had never seen this one. And uh, uh, this was from Jean. And she actually said that she found this in her grandmother's Women Republican Club of Salt Lake magazine from 1952, <laughs> 1952-53. And I think this is a, a great quote from Daniel Webster uh, for a day like today. And I uh, was so uh, appreciative of Gene for sending this to me and I always appreciate to get feedback from our listeners. But this was a, an inspiring quote, especially for a, a day like today. Uh, Daniel Webster said, let our object be our country, our whole country and nothing but our country. And by the blessings of God, may the country itself become a vast and splendid monument, not of oppression and terror, but of wisdom, of peace and of liberty upon which the world may gaze with admiration forever. Again, that was from Daniel Webster, and it was contained in a uh, in someone's uh, Women Republican Club of Salt Lake City 
uh, from 1952-53. And a great quote, a great way to start the day and a great thing for all of us to reflect on that uh, on this day where there is this transfer of power, some people say it's not a peaceful transfer because of uh, what's happened over the last few weeks, uh, but I say it is because the republic stood. Uh, and even though there has been unrest, there's been unrest over the course of the last year uh, on a number of different issues, uh, but the republic still stands. And that's an important thing for us to to recognize that we can be different, we can have our disagreements, uh, but we can move forward. Uh was also thinking uh, in the context of uh, now President Joe Biden, 46th president of the United States of America, in his speech, uh, again, he's not known for great oratory. Uh, he was uh, often in the shadows, uh, of course, uh, was the vice president for one of the great orators, uh, President Barack Obama, who could really make a speech sing and soar. Uh, and so he's always been a little uh, under, uh, little kind of the understudy there in terms of, of speech. Uh, but this is a great speech to read. I would encourage you to go read the speech. Uh, I always say some speeches are better read than said, and some are better said than read. So this is one of those that is better read than said, uh, but there's some important principles in there, I think, for all of us. Uh, as we go through the hour today, we want to go through some of the significant moments uh, that took place. Uh, this is a, uh, a significant day and an important day for the, the country uh, if you didn't hear yesterday or uh, uh, to my conversation with uh, Dave and Debbie a little earlier, uh, I just had this really interesting experience yesterday of uh, being interviewed on Sky News Arabia for an hour. And I was just so incredibly fascinated at how incredibly fascinated the world is with Inauguration Day and America. And so despite our many problems and our many challenges, uh, the world still looks to the United States of America and tries to understand what is it? What is it about this Republican form of government uh, that continues to move on? Uh, there was a great cartoon this morning. We'll put this up on our Facebook page today. Uh, it has the founding fathers standing around with a uh, a big screen behind them showing the uh, swearing in of Joe Biden uh and you've got uh, George Washington looking at the document and says, our instruction manual from 232 years ago still works. Uh, and it does still work. It worked again today. We watched it. Uh, and we should all take heart in that. And regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, uh, no matter what your political leanings are, uh, this is a good day. It's a good day. And it's a time for us to have a different kind of conversation. One of the things that I appreciate uh, about the speech that was delivered by President Joe Biden is the fact that it was not a soaring speech. Uh, it really kind of goes uh, more along the lines of something that uh, Adelaide Stevenson once said. Uh, he said that what we needed uh, was to talk sense to the American people. Let's tell them the truth, that there are no gains without pains, that, there, that we are now on the eve of great decisions, not easy decisions. What counts now is not just what we're against, but what we're for. Who leads us is less important than what leads us, what convictions, what courage, what faith. Uh, we're going to explore some, some different quotes throughout history, some different segments from presidential speeches, inaugural speeches. Uh, some have been great. Some have been mediocre. Most have been forgotten. Uh, but we'll see if there are some components to President Joe Biden's speech today that are worthy of the history books. Uh, there are a lot of things in there that are worthy of our reflection and our consideration 
as we try to move everything forward. Uh, but let's start at the beginning of the day. Uh, you had Senator Amy Klobuchar, uh, who was once a presidential candidate running against Joe Biden. Uh, she was on the committee. There is a bipartisan committee for inauguration. Uh, and uh, Senator Roy Blunt, Republican, was the co-chair of that committee. They each gave very brief remarks to open up the inaugural ceremonies. And I thought that uh, this was a great moment for Senator Klobuchar. Uh, she struck some some very important notes. And let's start with this. Have we become too jaded, too accustomed to the ritual of the passing of the torch of democracy to truly appreciate what a blessing and a privilege it is to witness this moment? I think not. Two weeks ago, when an angry, violent mob staged an insurrection and desecrated this temple of our democracy, it awakened us to our responsibilities as Americans. This is the day when our democracy picks itself up, brushes off the dust, and does what America always does, goes forward as a nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Great words from Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, she also invoked something really interesting. Uh, she actually invoked a portion of a speech uh, by Chuck Schumer uh, at the 2013, the second uh, Barack Obama inaugural. Uh, and it was interesting at that time in 2013, the Capitol Dome was was under renovation. There was a lot of scaffolding around uh, around the Capitol Dome. And uh, Senator Schumer went to this and Amy Klobuchar went back to this today in terms of the significance of the Capitol Dome. This conveyance of a sacred trust between our leaders and our people takes place in front of this shining Capitol Dome for a reason. When Abraham Lincoln gave his first inaugural address in front of this Capitol, the dome was only partially constructed, braced by ropes of steel. He promised he would finish it. He was criticized for spending funds on it during the Civil War. To those critics, he replied, if the people see the Capitol going on, it is a sign we intend the Union shall go on. And it did, and it will. Very powerful uh, from Senator Amy Klobuchar, one of the co-chairs of the inaugural committee. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to pick up with uh, some of the words from Senator Roy Blunt, the other co-chair uh, for the inaugural committee, talking about a more determined democracy. And sometimes it requires all of us just to dream a little different, dream together. Just dream. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The inauguration of Joe Biden. Special coverage on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is inauguration day. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we continue our conversation here about inauguration day, uh, that was some music uh, by our good friends at the One Voice Children's Choir. Uh, love that song, Dream. Uh, and something that was referenced in uh, speeches today uh, that it, that to dream alone is not enough. You have to dream together. Uh, is the real key. and uh, I love that framing and phrasing, and I, I think this is a day, inauguration day, where we should dream together as a country as we try to look forward. Uh, I also thought it was interesting, uh, as we've been moving along here, of course, uh, Amy Klobuchar, senator, uh, part of the committee uh, for the inauguration, uh, gave a, a great speech, short speech, and uh, those are often the best speeches, uh, that uh, she covered some important things, including that visual of the Capitol Dome. Uh, and how important that was for Abraham Lincoln uh, to ensure that the construction, even though they were short of manpower and resources, that the work of the Capitol Dome continue because that was a signal to the nation and to the world that the republic was going to be here for the long haul, that we were building for a long time to come. And I love that imagery, and I think that's an important message for us on a day like today. also want to go over to Senator uh, Blunt, uh, Roy Blunt, uh, who was the other co-chair, uh, he talked about how the committee came together. Again, this is a bipartisan committee uh, that runs the inauguration, and they talked about themes long before the first Tuesday of November in terms of what that would be. And I love the fact that they landed on something that included the phrase, a determined democracy. During the last year, the pandemic challenged our free and open society and called for extraordinary determination and sacrifice and still challenges us today. Today we come to this moment, people all over the world as we're here are watching and will watch what we do here. Our government comes together, the Congress and the courts join the transition of executive responsibility, but this is not a moment of division, it's a moment of unification. A new administration begins and brings with it a new beginning. And with that, our great national debate goes forward, and a determined democracy will continue to be essential in pursuit of a more perfect union and a better future for all Americans. A determined democracy. Uh, that's uh, really what uh, that is all about. And uh, Senator Blunt went on to talk about the fact that, uh, that our democracy was both fragile and resilient. Uh, an interesting thing, it's, uh, it is fragile, and it's up to we the people to make sure uh, that we keep it moving forward. But it's also resilient. It's able to weather difficult days, trying times, pandemics, unrest, uh, civil war, uh, and much more. And it is a resilient place. I thought it was also interesting today, if you uh, weren't able to watch the inauguration ceremonies today, uh, to me that's just a, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a holiday uh, and a holy day for me, uh, as we look at what the nation really means and what it represents to all of us. Uh, I appreciated the uh, prayer of Father Leo O'Donovan, 
who gave the invocation uh, leading into the inauguration. Uh, listen, to, listen to this. Today we confess our past failures to live according to our vision of equality, inclusion, and freedom for all. Yet we resolutely commit still more now to renewing the vision, to caring for one another in word and deed, especially the least fortunate among us, and so becoming a light for the world. I love that imagery uh, from Father Leo O'Donovan. Uh, Again, uh, Joe Biden being just the second Catholic uh, to take the presidency, the other, of course, being John F. Kennedy. And uh, to this idea that I think it's important that we do confess our past failure to live according to our vision of equality, inclusion, and freedom for all, that's important. Uh, We've talked about it a lot over the last couple of weeks, the humility required uh, to really lead and to create space for the kind of uh, creativity and cooperation that democracy deserves and demands. And that's up to us, uh, as always. Uh, it's about we the people. Uh, I want to jump for uh, for just a minute uh, to uh, some of the president's remarks. And uh, in particular, early on in the speech, I thought this was one of the most important moments. And, and again, I'm encouraging everyone today to not just listen uh, to this speech, uh, this is one that is a great read, uh, better read than said, uh, as the phrasing goes. Uh, and he started with this idea that there was an urgency about what we needed to do. This is a great nation. We are good people. And over the centuries, through storm and strife, in peace and in war, we've come so far. But we still have far to go. We'll press forward with speed and urgency, for we have much to do in this winter of peril and significant possibilities. Much to repair, much to restore, much to heal, much to build, and much to gain. Very important. Press forward with speed and urgency. Speed and urgency, Uh, for we have much to do in this winter of peril with significant possibilities. Peril and possibilities often go together. He also said that there was much to repair, much to restore, much to heal, and much to build, much to gain. Uh, All important messages, I think, for the the country uh, coming out of a a real contentious and difficult cycle. But remember, we've been here before. Uh, We've talked about it on this program. Uh, We have had divisive uh, political campaigns, uh, and we don't have to go that far back. Uh, You can look at uh, the 2000 election and uh, all the contested uh, lawsuits and things that took place uh, after that election are really coming down to the state of Florida, ending up at the Supreme Court, uh, and yet it rolled on. Uh, you can go way back. You can go back to the transfer of power between Adams and Jefferson, uh, a bitterly contested election, very divisive. Uh, many predicted that the uh, swearing-in of Thomas Jefferson as the third president of the United States would lead to rebellion, riots, and possibly even a new revolution, uh, and it did not. It did not. Uh, and as always, the, the world was watching. The world is watching. Uh, I love this uh, short little phrase uh, from President Biden in his uh, address today, uh, talking about how the wor- world is watching our example. And we'll lead not merely by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is a great phrase. Not by the pow- not by the example of our power, but the power of our example, and uh, you can take that all the way back to 
uh, to Tolstoy and to others who, uh, to de Tocqueville uh, and others who talked about where the real power of this country comes from, that it comes from people. Uh, and America is good, great because she is good. And if we cease to be good, we'll cease to be great. Uh, those are important things to reflect on today. And I, I know that much gets caught up on a day like today in, in all of the party politics of it all. And who's the boss of whom today? Uh, and that's just not the message, nor is it the answer to the problems we face as a country. Uh, it is about dreaming together. It is about coming together. It's about celebrating the principles. We can have differences in policy. We can have difference of opinion, but that doesn't mean we, we differ in principle. Uh, there's much, much more to it than that. And we're going to dive into that as we go through the back half of the program today. We're going to uh, talk through some of the other great speeches in inaugural history, uh, get some of those messages. We'll also dive a little deeper into President Biden's speech. And then what comes next, uh, especially with the issuance of uh, 15 or possibly even 17 executive orders today, will that help to divide, uh, further divide, or will it help to heal uh, there's a, a real question there in terms of governing philosophy and how you actually rule. So we'll cover that as well. As we go to break, uh, Jennifer Lopez uh, sang uh, with a great lead in that it was the first time that J-Lo was the warm up to Chief Justice John Roberts. From California to the New York Islands, from the Redwood Forest. To the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me The inauguration of Joe Biden Special coverage on Inside Sources On KSL News Radio. And repeat after me I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability. Will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. You. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and great to join you on this inauguration day, a day that the Republic rolls on, regardless of your political persuasion or affiliation. Uh, this is just a day for the country. And uh, there are difficult conversations ahead, to be sure. Uh, but it's a good day. Uh, it's one that uh, doesn't matter where you sit on the aisle. Uh, we're watching right now uh, President Joe Biden, 46th President of the United States, Kamala Harris, the vice president, uh, making their way into Statuary Hall. Uh, such a different, such a different view than we saw of this very room uh not that long ago, two weeks to the day. Uh, and so to see it as uh, different, they are uh, currently being presented a, uh, a painting, uh, apparently that will hang in the uh, White House. Uh, this is a gift from Congress, congressional leaders uh, presenting this gift to Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Jill Biden, the First Lady of the United States. 
And uh, But they are in uh, the rotunda. Excuse me. They are in the rotunda, not statuary hall. They're in the rotunda uh, for this presentation of this gift. Uh, Senator Roy Blunt uh, from Missouri, uh, co-chair of the inaugural committee, is uh, making this uh, presentation to the president of the United States. Uh, and just the connection there uh, is important. And I hope this is a, an important step. Uh, because it is going to require, if anything is going to happen, to move the country forward, whether that's about p- pandemic, whether that's jobs in the economy, health care, whatever it may be, it is going to require that uh, things come together, uh, both the legislative branch and the executive branch, uh, to do things and do it the right way. Uh, and it's it's good that they're having this presentation first uh, before uh, President Biden signs uh, what seems to be somewhere around 15 to 17 executive orders, uh, many of them reversing some of the executive orders uh, from the Biden administration. And uh, I, I just want to note here, this is the reason this is so significant is because what is wrought by executive order shall be erased by executive order. And we've seen that. We've even experienced that here in the state of Utah. You had President Barack Obama, by executive order, declaring a national monument, not going through uh, Congress, not going through the state or the state legislature. Uh, and, of course, that was undone and erased uh, by President Trump. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next. We've seen the same thing happen with immigration policy, things that were done and then undone that may be redone. And the problem is, is all this does is create more uncertainty and more divisiveness in the country. Uh, and now I, I don't blame uh, necessarily the executive branch on this one. I think a big chunk of that responsibility falls to the Congress, who has failed to do its job. Uh, and they continue to abdicate power to the executive branch. The executive branch of either party, doesn't matter who holds that, uh, are all, all too glad to take what Congress will give them in terms of their power. Uh, the fact that Congress does that is just stunning uh, to me and uh, really hard to understand. But it uh, continues to happen because Congress doesn't want to be held accountable. They're more worried about reelections than they are getting things done and getting things done in the right way. So I, I do like the visual here in the Capitol Rotunda, uh, gifts being presented. Uh, now we are uh, watching Amy Klobuchar, Democratic senator from Minnesota, uh, presenting uh, two crystal vases uh, commemorating the inauguration and uh, very uh, beautiful pieces there. So these gifts from Congress to the president uh, is a great gesture. I hope it's a a gesture of goodwill, a gesture of let's come together and let's do the work of the people uh, and set some of the partisanship and the rhetoric aside uh, so that we can actually move forward. And I I think that's all very vital. Uh, Let's continue on as we uh, look through some of the uh, key moments of Inauguration Day. I want to go to something from President Joe Biden's speech. Uh, and this is an important one. Again, in light of uh, what is coming, uh, this these words are great, and the test will be the actions that follow. But this is uh, Joe Biden as part of his inaugural address. And together, we shall write an American story of hope, not fear, of unity, not division, of light, not darkness, a story of decency and dignity, love and healing. May this be the story that guides us the story that inspires us, and the story that tells ages yet to come that we answered the call of history. We met the moment. Democracy and hope, truth and justice, 
did not die on our watch but thrive, that America secured liberty at home and stood once again as a beacon to the world. So important that uh, we, we come back to those very core principles of this country. Again, doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum today. Uh, it's a time to come together. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been following wall to wall on KSL News Radio throughout the day today. The coverage of the inauguration of Joseph R. Biden as the 46th president of the United States and Kamala Harris as the vice president, the first woman to be elected to national office, elected as the uh, vice president. And uh, so many historic things happening there. Uh, currently, we are watching in the Capitol Rotunda uh, gifts being presented to the Bidens uh, from Congress. Uh, currently, you've got uh, Leader Mitch McConnell presenting an American flag. Uh, this is actually uh, being presented to the Harris uh, family. Uh, and so that will be uh, an important thing. And, of course, uh, the vice president, Vice President Harris, has constitutional duties to preside over the United States Senate. And if I were advising the new administration, uh, I would uh, advise the new president, if he wants to really change what's going on in Congress, uh, he should just send the vice president, Vice President Harris, down to preside over the Senate. It's it's in the job description. And that would fundamentally change. Uh, It's interesting. It, It was that way at the beginning of the republic. Uh, and the vice president really had a strong hand and important role in overseeing and presiding over the United States Senate. Then you had a few vice presidents who didn't like the legislative process. They found it boring and tedious and didn't want to be there all day while debates were, were droning on. Uh, and so the, the office of the vice president began to change in terms of where the focus was and what the uh, day-to-day activities were. And it quickly got away from actually presiding over the Senate. And most people today would only look at the vice president's role with the Senate uh, to be to cast the tie-breaking vote in a equally divided Senate, uh, which is what we have today, a 50-50 split in terms of the Senate. Uh, but I think uh, if they really want to mix things up a little bit and change uh, the tone and tenor of what's going on in the Senate, uh, where a lot of things just get backed up, uh, and both sides are guilty on this one, by the way. Uh, the problem is is much more a McConnell and Schumer problem than it is a Democrat and Republican problem. Uh, it's trying to control the power and maintaining the status quo. And so that's uh, that's one thing I would hope to see Vice President Harris uh, do a little more. If she wants to change what the vice presidency is uh, with all the unique uh, gifts and talents that she brings to the office, uh, she should give that a try and see what happens if she spends a little more time. Uh, she could uh, make sure that all of the senators are actually in their desks <laughs> listening uh, rather than just showing up when they want to give a speech or when they have to cast a vote. Uh, I think that they ought to have for several hours a day, every day, that every senator should be in the chamber, sitting in their chairs, listening to each other, make the case, offer amendments, have the debate, cast the vote in front of the American people. Uh, and that's really what uh, that should be all about. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, step aside for uh, one more commercial break. As we go through the hour, we'll uh, exit with uh, a little bit more from uh, J-Lo's performance at the inauguration. And again, important to remember the things that actually unite us as a nation today. we got plenty of problems. We have plenty of division. But we have a whole lot of things that are going right in this country. And the rest of the world is still watching. This land was made for you and me.
inauguration of Joe Biden. Special coverage on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. That's the One Voice Children's Choir from here in the great state of Utah singing Dream. Uh, and I love that was one of the, the themes that uh, it's not enough to dream alone. Uh, we have to dream together. And today is a day that we should do more of that. And we can look to not just the events of today, uh, but everything that's taken place over the past 232 years. As we have done this every four years, uh, we continue to inaugurate new presidents, bid the Outgoing President, farewell, and on the Republic rolls. Uh, great text came in uh, on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, our texter said, today can be a good day, not from who will be in the White House, but who I am in my house, not from what will happen in the Oval Office, but how I act in my office, not from what's said in the Rose Garden, but seeds planted in my heart's garden. Uh, thanks for that text. Uh, great, inspiring words from one of our texters today. Always appreciate your thoughts and uh, hearing you weigh in on the events of the day as we try to elevate the conversation and uh, make sure we keep everything on the right path uh, here on Inside Sources. And as we uh, come down the home stretch today, uh, we, d- we do want to look back a little bit. This is an extraordinary thing that the world has been watching. And in, it's an interesting dichotomy in that some of the world – uh, has always been cheering on this little democracy, this constitutional republic that we have in the United States of America. Some around the world have rooted against it uh, and hoped that it would fail or that it would flounder or that it would uh, end up like uh, most of the other places in the world. Uh, and it doesn't. It just keeps rolling on. Uh, and it's because we're willing to move along and to recognize uh, that it's not dependent on a single person. Everybody's replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. Uh, my my favorite moments in the Capitol Rotunda uh, were always, you know, walking through that rotunda. I used to walk through it every night at about midnight as I was leaving the Senate office and cutting across uh, to my little flat above a guy's garage uh, where I stayed when I was in Washington and sitting quietly in an empty, dark rotunda looking at those incredible statues and the murals, my favorite being George Washington resigning his commission, returning power to the people. Uh, For the first time in history, he was one that was the conquering commander uh, who didn't take absolute power for himself. And we see that again and again and again, over and over throughout our history. And we have to remember that. It shows us that not everyone... Uh, that not anyone is irreplaceable. Everybody can be replaced. Some are harder to replace than others, to be sure. Uh, but that's the challenge and that's the test of democracy is who stands up next? Sometimes we get caught. Uh, we're going to listen to a, a couple of clips from some great inaugural speeches in our history. Uh, but the thing that I keep telling people is, you know, don't expect John F. Kennedy to come walking through the door. Don't expect Ronald Reagan to come walking through the door or George Washington or Jefferson or Lincoln to come walking through the door to save us when the country's in trouble. It's not how it works. It's up to us. It's always about we the people. Uh, we can learn some great things, though, from uh, from some of these inaugural addresses. 
Uh, we mentioned earlier Thomas Jefferson. Every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. Uh, we have been called by different names, but of the same principle. So everybody's together. Uh, let's go. Actually, let's go uh, just as a quick reminder. John F. Kennedy was one of soaring rhetoric, and uh, it's always a good day to to listen to how he captured and reflected the voice of the nation. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. In uh, famous words from uh, John F. Kennedy at his inauguration, uh, I want to jump quickly to uh, someone who maybe you could compare with Joe Biden, someone who is not known to soaring rhetoric. Jimmy Carter uh, had an important message on his inauguration day. The American dream endures. We must once again have full faith in our country and in one another. I believe America can be better. We can be even stronger than before. Let our recent mistakes bring a resurgent commitment to the basic principles of our nation. For we know that if we despise our own government we have no future uh very important words from jimmy carter on his his inauguration day back in 1977 uh we can't let our recent mistakes bring a resurgent commitment to the basic principles of our nation if we despise our own government we have no future and then let's pop forward to uh, ronald reagan 1981 his first inaugural address in this present crisis Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. So as we begin, let us take inventory. We are a nation that has a government, not the other way around. And this makes us special among the nations of the earth. Our government has no power except that granted it by the people. It is time to check and reverse the growth of government, which shows signs of having grown beyond the consent of the governed. It is my intention to curb the size and influence of the federal establishment and to demand recognition of the distinction between the powers granted to the federal government and those reserved to the states or to the people. Again, Ronald Reagan uh, in his inaugural address there. And again, we could spend the whole day going through uh, important moments, powerful moments uh, in inauguration history. And uh, today is President Joe Biden's day, 46th president of the United States, Kamala Harris, the sworn in as the vice president of the United States of America. Uh, and there is much to do. Uh, we're watching uh, stunning images right now of uh, the Bidens and the Harris uh, family standing on the steps of the Capitol reviewing the troops, uh, another time-honored tradition of Inauguration Day. And I liked the line in uh, President Biden's speech that it wouldn't be the example of our power, but the power of our example 
uh, that the nations of the world would really look to in the future. And again, that is something uh, that is not up to a president or to a Congress. It's up to we the people. So we close out our special coverage today of the inauguration of Joseph R. Biden as the 46th president of the United States, where we began with Daniel Webster. Let our object be our country, our whole country and nothing but our country. And by the blessings of God, may that country itself become a vast and splendid monument, not of oppression and terror, but of wisdom, of peace and liberty, upon which the world may gaze with admiration forever. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio. And especially today, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.